0: This is episode 15 of Real Shift Radio with Sarah Dandashi. Are you ready for the shift? Are you ready for security, balance, and freedom to do the things that you want to do? It all starts with the shift. My name is Dominic Labriola. I'm a real estate broker and developer, and each week, I sit down to speak with the most inspiring people in the real estate industry to bring you stories of shift, successes, challenges, aha moments and overall best practices to help you live your best life. This is Real Shift Radio. Welcome back to the program, Shifters. While this is the 15th episode of the show, This is actually the first episode that we've been able to record here at our new Mercervine offices in the podcast studio that we've created within our new office space. Now that we finally have a permanent home and we aren't working from our residences anymore, I'm really excited to be able to get back into recording this show more frequently. This is really something that I do because it's a true passion for me. I've had lots of people email me asking me to be on the show but I really just want to bring people to you who really inspire me. I truly think this is part of the bigger picture of why I'm here, part of my purpose in the world. I think I'm on earth to help inspire people to live their best life, and I think that real estate is the vehicle that helps me to do that. Through my time in real estate and through all the changes I've made in my own life over the past eight or nine years since I was really at my lowest, I've enjoyed the benefit of some of the best mentors and people who have helped me to shift and change for the better. Part of the reason why I began producing this program was to be able to bring the voices of those people who have mentored me to others. I'm really excited to be able to bring you today's guest, Sarah Dandashi. Sarah has become one of my favorite people to spend time with. You'll see from this episode that she's truly just a wonderful person. She's the creator of AskAConcierge.tv, and Sarah is also the star of a popular web series of the same moniker, where she brings you travel tips and insider secrets from her experiences as an award-winning concierge of one of the finest hotels in Los Angeles. In this episode, she really opened up and shared so much with us. Let's get right to it. Here's Sarah Dandashi. I would love to welcome Sarah Dandashi of AskAConcierge.tv to the show. Thank you for joining me for Real Shift Radio.
1: Thank you for having me. It's so awesome to be here. You know, we've had all these yummy and fun lunches and mm-hmm. now we're here.
0: Absolutely. So let's tell our listeners how we met and then I would love for you to introduce yourself and talk more about your business.
1: Okay, let's do it.
0: So I met you through the School of Greatness Academy, mm-hmm. and I thought it was neat to have another Angelino here in the Academy, so I wanted to reach out, and we connected, and we met at Coffee Bean for, for coffee one That's day, right. and then...
1: That's right, and we hit it off. It's been
0: a friendship ever since, ever- so. And
1: it was one of those instant sort of things. Totally. Yeah, it was, it was awesome, and now... Now look at us now. <laughs> Heck yeah.
0: So your business has been kind of evolving pretty rapidly over the last couple of years. Yeah. So can you tell us more about what Ask a Concierge is?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, Ask a Concierge uh, is it's an online travel show. I am a travel influencer. Uh, it started a couple years back really as sort of a homework assignment for a class that I was in, somebody asked me to create a vlog. And I'm like, I don't know, what am I going to do a vlog about? I mean, I'm a concierge, but I like to work out and eat healthy, but I'm not like a guru. And then, so I kind of put it together and I was like, well, maybe I'll just share some travel tips on things to do in LA. I'm sure it'll be super boring. People won't like it. And from the get go, people were like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. And I'm like, really? You live here. So it really ended up being such an exciting project because from the start, not only did it appeal to visitors, but also locals. And so everybody, everybody was really interested. So it just kind of spiraled from there. And, and now I do three uh, videos a week. So I've got videos coming up on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, so three videos a week. I write for various magazines. I've got my blog. I travel places as well, too, and cover different places as well um, from the viewpoint of a concierge. So you kind of get that insider scoop on places. Cool. Yeah.
0: Tell me about your journey of becoming a concierge. <laughs>
1: um, so it was actually an interesting one. I uh, I kind of fell into it. I had just moved to Los Angeles, and I, was, I had had hotel experience. So I'd been at a hotel... And I'd worked in the restaurant. So I figured, okay, I'll come here. I'll do that. They've got benefits. Sure. Hotels are cool. I was 22. Okay. I was 22, just moved out to LA. I hadn't even been in the city for a month. I go, I apply. They really like me. And in hotels, you have to interview with so many people. So finally I'm interviewing with the last person, the general manager. And he says to me, he's like, you know, I want to take this interview in a different direction. And I'm thinking like, what, type what of kind of direction <laughs> is this? I was like, uh, there's a couch over there. Uh, maybe I should get out now. No, but it wasn't like that at all. He was like, I think you'd make a great concierge. And I I have traveled a bit, so it's like I knew what a concierge was, but, but I knew that I had to know the city. So mm-hmm. I straight up, I, I told him, I'm like, well, I'm I just moved to L.A. Um, I know how to get from my house to the grocery store and to a gas station. Um, but I'm good with maps, sure. <laughs> and so he was like, oh, no, no, you'll, you'll be able to figure it out. So within, really within the week, I started training as a concierge, and I studied this city like it was my job. I mean, it was my job, but yeah. it's like I really studied the city. So I'd, I'd drive around after work when it wasn't too trafficy and drive up and down Beverly Hills because I had no concept as to what Beverly Hills was or the lay of the land. And Mm -hmm. I'd go to restaurants and just like stick my head in, you know, I didn't have to eat at every restaurant to get an idea for the atmosphere and, and to be able to describe it and to sell it to somebody. So every night I'd go into like several different restaurants, take a peek just to get an idea. So yeah, I really, I studied it and before, before long I was up and running. Awesome. Yeah.
0: It's an interesting thought to me. I, I think quite a bit. And in my job in helping to train newer agents, mm-hmm. um, I always ask people to think about like, what would a master do <laughs> to, because I'm i I'm a firm believer that people have like the answers within them. They just have to think about it. 100%. And so it's interesting to see you like take that approach and kind of train yourself to become this master of this city.
1: Well, and it's funny because when I look back on my life, in everything that I've ever kind of done, I do that. Yeah. You know, I I ask and I try to glean as much information from others, Mm -hmm. but I'm also like, okay, just roll up the sleeves and dive in. And and I've never really been afraid of failure. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, fine, whatever. You fail at one little thing and then you move on. You know, it's not permanent. Absolutely. So... Yeah, I'm like, okay, bring it. <laughs> cool.
0: Awesome. So, tell me about what you do now in your role as a concierge and I'm also really interested in in the gold keys, so if you could tell okay. us more about yeah.
1: that. Yeah. So, well, now we're going on, I've been a concierge for 11 years. I am definitely not a little puppy anymore. I am I'm seasoned. Uh so I've been a concierge for 11 years and for the past um, wow, it's been three years that I have been a member of Les d'Or, which means the gold keys in French. And so if you've ever been to a high-end hotel, you might see concierge uh, at um, at the desk that actually have these gold keys on their lapels. And it's not just a brooch. It actually means something in the sense they've earned their stripes. You know, they've um, they paid their dues and, and uh, it means that they're part of an elite organization of professional concierge. So you have to... It's, it's quite an in-depth process to become part of it, and you know, should you be able to become part of it, you've definitely proven yourself as a true professional. So if you ever see anybody with those keys when you're traveling, go up to them, talk to them, because they know what they're talking about. Cool. Um, so I'm part of that organization uh, actually a year ago. So they do conferences every year, uh, like most organizations do. And last year, at every international conference, they do... Um, a, a competition, in a sense, to award the best up-and-coming young concierge. The concierge profession is a little bit of an aging profession, so mm. this is sort of um, was created in an effort to inspire younger generations of concierge. So, last year in 2015, I represented the U.S. I was Miss awesome. USA <laughs> of the concierge profession, and uh, we participated in the competition in Argentina in Mendoza, and um, there were. 16 of us, all representing different countries,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I won. Awesome. So, first time for the U.S. Yes, uh, not only
0: are you a gold <laughs> door, yes. but you are the
1: <laughs> award-winning. Exactly. Best Young Up-and-Coming Concierge 2015. Awesome. Ding, ding, ding. Cool.
0: <laughs> and so you got to be involved with the organization for the whole year, and then yeah. also help to kind of usher in the next Exactly, too, right?
1: exactly. So the conference this year was in Dubai. So uh, that was incredible being there with all these concierge and the hospitality that, you know, the Dubai concierge showed and what they were able to put together. It was an incredible experience. And then to be on the other side of things, reading essays, helping conduct the interviews of the of the individuals that were participating this year, it was really cool. And um, a young man from France, the peninsula, in Paris, won. Awesome! So it was kind of cool. Cool. Yeah.
0: That is really cool. You've worked in some of the most prestigious hotels in in Los Angeles. Yeah. And <laughs> tell me about your your experience in in that uber luxury field and how that affects your just your your opinion of of your experience?
1: Of life? Yeah, and life. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting because, you know, I've worked at some some pretty high-end hotels, and, and really my day-to-day job is I deal with, for lack of a better word or phrase, the 1%. You know, so anything goes. Um, and, it, and it's a really interesting position to be in because, you know, you can't be shocked. Anything can go, um, whether people want to spend... X amount of money to get something done, or whether they're asking for something unusual, you know, you really, you leave your, your judgment at the door and you go in just kind of with an open mind. It's like, okay, let's, let's try and figure out what they want to do or how to do this or whatever the case is. So it's really interesting. I always, um, I always say that the concierge position is a really interesting position to be in because you, although we as concierge are definitely not. Upper class, Mm -hmm. we can talk and you know, kind of rub elbows with those um, those individuals, whether they're one percent upper class, those type of individuals, and make them feel very comfortable. And Mm -hmm. yet, like at the same time, we can go to a bar and just like have a beer with friends and be in a different way. I -hmm. I, gosh, it's I feel like it's I don't know if I'm explaining it well, but it's a really interesting position to be because you kind of touch on all the different social classes mm-hmm. every day that you're at your job. You might have somebody that comes up to you and asks you for the bus schedule, and inside you're thinking, I've never been on the bus in L.A. Mm-hmm. But then you have somebody that's like, oh, I want to take a helicopter to Coachella. And it's like, okay, let's figure that out. Yeah. So really, you have to be able to touch on all the different socioeconomic classes that there are out there and just be able to make those individuals feel comfortable with whatever they're bringing to you. hmm if that makes sense. It does make sense. Yeah.
0: I think it's interesting. The um, I, I kind of feel the same way in like the level of luxury real estate that mm-hmm. we work with and some of the clientele that we have who are purchasing the most expensive properties in Los Angeles. Yeah. And then just, I mean, I'm not living in a house like that, <laughs> but I get to experience those properties Certainly. and see those properties. So um, this podcast is really all about kind of a balance too. I think that, um, for me having an experience that is, is kind of involving my, my work as part of my life and, and just trying to be pretty grounded is is really important. It's so Um, important to be grounded, but it's, it's, it's neat to be around all this stuff too. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of a cool.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're exposed to so many different things. And I think similarly, what I do with ask a concierge, you know, what normally or traditionally would be me giving advice to those staying at my hotel. Mm-hmm. I've really taken the desk and, and put it, you know, in the social media aspect. So I have people reach out to me all the time that either Mm -hmm. ask for things, you know, whether it's like a little tip or a trick or this, whatever the case is, and then they also watch the videos and they learn from that. So uh, it is interesting that we kind of are living in this um, interesting place where we have access to all walks of life. Mm
0: -hmm. Definitely. So with your social media presence, what has been the strongest... um, the strongest platform for you in growing the awareness and growing growing that audience?
1: Yeah, so initially, uh, Twitter was my jam. Twitter, I just grew on Twitter. Um, I think part of the fact with my handle being Ask a Concierge, people immediately knew what that was. And they're like, sure. ooh, I want to I follow that. And I'd participate in Twitter chats, and, mm-hmm. and so it really um, was an ideal medium for my brand. Uh, now at the beginning of the year, this year, I really wanted to focus on Instagram. So I made it a point to, that is what I wanted to master. Um, I've grown quite a bit in the year. It's a steady growth. It's, you know, um, but that's why I ended up committing myself to doing these shorter videos mm-hmm. so that could really live on They're Instagram. Really... Yeah
0: are kind of perfect for that oh, platform. Oh, it's perfect so. for that
1: platform. And then also I can share on other platforms as well too, but the engagement there when I see, I mean, it's grown tenfold since the beginning of the year. So wow, it's exciting and that I'm like, really okay, let's, let's keep it up. Let's keep doing this. So cool. yeah.
0: Very neat. Do you have any success quotes or mantras that you live by and are really meaningful to you?
1: Yeah, I actually... I have several. I, I, I'll, I'll say my top three. Cool. Um, one one is make yourself relevant. And whatever you do, whatever you participate, and this applies to so many things, whether it's social media, whether it's your job, whether it's however you conduct yourself in life, if you make yourself relevant, people will want to pay attention and they'll want to invest in you or follow you mm-hmm. or you know give you that promotion whatever it is if you make yourself relevant it's you just open up doors for yourself uh the other one is always be creating that's a huge thing because because we all have that opera, that we all have the chance to create something whether mm-hmm. it's creating something tangible whether it's creating an opportunity and so if you really look at life as a creator um, you're just, you're being proactive. Mm -hmm. So always be creating whatever you do. Um, and then I like the golden rule. So it's, it's silly, but it, you know, our life, we're always interacting with individuals. So Mm -hmm. the golden rule is important. It's a simple one, you know, Mm -hmm. do unto others as you want done unto yourself. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely a a solid one.
0: Well, in my experience of you, I can definitely (laughs) tell you that, those mantras hold <laughs> hold true and they shine through in who you are so i think that's why i was just drawn to you and your presence immediately like we and then every time we have an interaction it's just always so pleasant so
1: likewise thank you <laughs>
0: um not everything is always peachy keen so mm-hmm. I wanted to see if you have had any failures. The The title of the show is Real Shift Radio. Mm-hmm. I've experienced a lot of hardships over the last few years, and I've shifted through that. So have you experienced any major challenges or obstacles in this path? And what did you do to shift through those? to get to the point of success ex- that you're now experiencing?
1: Gosh, it's such a... Woo. Well, okay, so... Um, I mean, I've lived in Los Angeles now 11 years, and a little bit of my backstory, so I moved here as, as an actress. So that's... that. That is always what I had pursued on the side, as well as working at hotels. And it was really... It was very difficult for many, many years, because I felt like I had these two lives. I had actor, comedian, ha funny Sarah. And then I would go to work and I'd put on a scarf and be like, absolutely, right this way, sir. <laughs> and it was so it, it was so jarring. Um, and, I mean, I did find, it, and, and I was okay, but it just, it, I just felt like I was constantly pulled in two different directions. And then when I created Ask a Concierge, it was all of a sudden like this weight had been lifted mm-hmm. off my shoulders, and it, I couldn't even explain it. It was just like, oh oh, now it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's, it, it just made sense. And I'm like, oh, wow, I'm now able to combine everything that I do um, and put myself in a really unique position that's just being true to me, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, it just, it gave me, because of almost taking that weight off, I almost felt like I could just go full steam ahead. And I, I feel like I have uh, in, in that time. So I know that's a kind of a, an interesting mm-hmm. challenge, but- I definitely see a dramatic shift in who I was at that point in time, and mm-hmm. then who I am now.
0: It's amazing to experience that that coming together. I think totally. I haven't felt it as much in my life as I have in the past. Now almost two years in creating Mercer Vine. Yeah. Um, but it's it's literally like every experience you've had in your life is coming together. And it all makes sense. And it's like, oh, that's why that happened to me. and that's what, Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, so here's...
1: Locking in (laughs) on that and then everything makes sense. Yeah, and it's once you really find your purpose, and that journey can be... And and maybe you have several in your life, but it's finding that you don't have any questions. You're like, oh, should I do this? Should I not do this? The path is clear Mm -hmm. because you know what your purpose is. So
0: and your purpose can shift and oh. your purpose can change as and as it should yeah but yeah. it's it's just really neat to experience that like that drive and and you really want to get up and do what you are supposed to do then oh, because totally. it's like there are some it's days, just written there exactly. it's like oh, just do it
1: it's so funny i think about it there there'll be some days like it'll be a sunday morning and i wake up at 7am and i like grab my camera and i drive to like Malibu because I have to get in some shots for my editor to do another video and then I have to do it before I go to work and I want to squeeze in a workout and I stop and I'll like look at myself. I'm like, I am either crazy, (laughs) (laughs) which some might argue, or I'm just like, I am just so driven and committed to my, my passion and my brand that yeah, if I have to wake up at 7am, then yeah, I'm going to wake up at 7am. Yep. That's just how it is.
0: Isn't it fun though to to look back at this body of work that you're creating and to don't you have just an immense sense of pride in in having this this collective group of videos and group of content and like
1: It is exciting and it's it's funny because you know, sometimes, and I think this happens to all of us, we get stuck in the day-to-day and we're like, what am I doing? Oh, we, what's going on? And then you stop. You stop yourself because mm-hmm. that can spiral. Yeah. And then you look back and you're like, you know what? Actually, in fact, I'm posting a video today and it'll be my 90th, nine wow. zero for the year, for 2016. For wow. And I'm like, that's, what? What? How did we <laughs> get here? That's amazing. And then it's like, you know, you take a moment to have appreciation for all the work that you have done. Mm-hmm. And it's... Um, it is really gratifying, but you have to take that moment to to kind of pat yourself on the back sure and be okay with that
0: yeah i i mean in the life of an entrepreneur, not every moment is is joyful or mm-hmm. and so it's really exciting for you to to be able to take that win because I even kind of feel like I had a little bit of it this week. I think it might also be the weather. Like it could it's be finally the raining exactly. in LA. But uh, anytime like it gets kind of gloomy, I feel like I kind of get a little gloomy too. Yeah. But um, but I was even thinking, I'm like, what is my next step and like that kind of. But oh, it, for it's sure. but it's like yeah, like then you then you look at everything that you have created and you're just really excited about this. So
1: yeah, well, and it actually it reminds me of this quote that um, my acting coach told me and he said years ago and it was and it was applying to how we would uh tackle a scene so very specific in that regard uh and he said he would always say drive in traffic and it's like okay fine so basically meaning that you'll you'll speed up at some point you're going to slow down this so that you have like a natural rhythm to Mm -hmm. the scene that we were doing but that phrase drive in traffic also applies to life and that's how you awesome. tackle business. And so I think about that because so often we're, I'm like, I am going 100 miles an hour, but like you can't do that. No. You can't do that forever. Not sustainable. Then, totally not sustainable. You run out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So sometimes, and that's exactly it. Like Sometimes, you hey, you might have to pull over and you might have to fuel up. Yeah. Or maybe some for a little bit of time, you have to go a little bit slower. And then you have a time where you... Get to speed up again. So that driving and traffic, I think, really applies to life and to businesses. Mm-hmm. And it lets you know that, you know, whatever pace you're going today is okay. Because tomorrow's a new day and mm-hmm. maybe you'll go a little bit faster. Maybe you'll go slower. Could be. But it's, it just allows you that, um, that range to be human.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so
1: important. It is.
0: So what is your daily practice and do you have any habits for success that and balance that you kind of put into play
1: um okay really simply eat sleep work out and do it well mm-hmm. i i know it kind of comes down to the basics but it's like if you eat well if you really make a point to sleep well and if you make a point to work out consistently you're I mean, your body is your machine. Mm-hmm. It, I know it sounds silly to say, but it's like your body is your machine, but you do all of this and you can just sustain yourself and keep yourself going. You won't get sick as often. You'll have more energy. Mm-hmm. You'll just be more positive about life. So my whole thing is, it, it's taking that time out to be good to yourself physically
0: mm-hmm.
1: means that you can really tackle so many things um, You know, emotionally. Physically, mentally, whatever the case is, and and go through life. So that's a basic thing of mine is like always checking in with yourself on a daily basis. Try to eat well, sleep well, and work out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the sky's the limit.
0: <laughs> I think it's also a really neat opportunity to bond with people. Like you and I have yeah. done group workout classes together, yeah. and like I think that it's it's just a really good way to do something good for you totally. while experiencing a, a friendship or a relationship with, with other people. And yeah,
1: it's... or we grab a yummy lunch. But, yep. but I have to say the group workout thing is, is one of my favorite things or going for a hike. I'll be like, hey, let's catch up over a hike. And yeah. it's you're outside, you're doing something that's good for yourself, and then you're just able to chat. And I think that there's also something about you know, when you're working out with a friend, you really, you strip all your layers. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not pretentious. You're not wearing makeup. Your hair's thrown up in a ponytail. Well, maybe not your hair, but my (laughs) hair's thrown up in a ponytail. You know, you're wearing workout clothes. You get sweaty. But it's like, that's how I think you really find and bond with with people in a very real, grounded way. So hmm, I'm always a big fan of working out with your friends.
0: Yeah. Who are your friends and who do you surround yourself with What kind of characteristics do the people that you let into your day-to-day have?
1: So I, my immediate, I have a very small immediate circle of friends. Yes, I am very, I have a lot of friends and acquaintances and, and many people are like, oh my gosh, you're, you're, you're always about town. But as far as my immediate circle of friends, it is a very small, um, number of people that I let in just because, uh. I don't know you know when you've got goals and you're really trying to get a lot done Mm -hmm. i i don't know about you but i have no time for nonsense Mm -hmm. like i want to be i want to surround myself with like-minded individuals and they can be in various fields Mm -hmm. but people that really want to do good grow make something out of their career their life and those are the people that i really let in because we have those same sort of goals and that's those are the type of people that understand, oh yeah, we wake up at 6 a.m., we go to bed at midnight, and we are jam-packed all day long. Yeah. You take that sort of structure, and you maybe explain it to other individuals, and they're like, wow, they, they don't quite get it, and and that's fine, but it's I think that to really like let those people in, when you have those like-minded goals and um, priorities, life values, mm-hmm. those are the people that I kind of... I let in and we can talk all sorts of dorky, nerdy, <laughs> let's rule the world sort of things. <laughs>
0: but it's great. It it encourages you to, they say that you are the sum of the five people that you spend the most totally. time with. So if you are surrounding yourself with people who really understand and are supportive of the vision that you're creating for your life, then, then you're going yeah. to... Get much closer to achieving what you want to achieve, exactly, or, or achieving it.
1: Yeah, sky's the limit. Yeah. And and I have to say, I'm actually I'm not afraid of being alone. And I know that sounds, it's interesting, but it's um, you know, taking that time to have alone time mm-hmm. is important because then you can refocus and you can you can get a lot done in those quiet moments. I completely
0: so, appreciate that, and it's part of my daily practice to have like moments of silence Mm -hmm. and just quiet by myself because I feel like I'm the kind of person that that needs that to just recharge and and I think we're in this world where everything is so engaging
1: there's so much information being thrown at us on a daily basis Uh, information, interactions go, 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 even if you're not talking to somebody, you're on your phone, you're looking at Instagram, there's this and it's uh, your phone, people are texting you It's constant. Mm -hmm. So taking that time to maybe put your phone in the other room, Mm -hmm. just have that silent moment and be okay being by yourself. Maybe you put on music. So maybe it's not totally silent, but it's just like you having that alone time, I think is really, really important to recharging yourself.
0: I think especially in a big city like this. Mm -hmm. I think I never appreciated how simple life was in the small town that I grew (laughs) up in when... I mean, there's a lot of time in nature and in the woods and, like, just even our neighborhood was just so quiet. Like, you don't have that in this world. So you have to create that kind of refuge and space for yourself. Oh, sure. Yeah.
1: And I sometimes I even find when I'm going for a hike up Runyon, so I always wear my headphones Mm -hmm. when I'm going out solo because I don't really want people... Engaging. D- engaging well like you know what i mean like you're at the grocery store does like some stranger really need to come up and talk to you about whatever you're buying i don't know so i always have my my headphones in but one of my favorite things to do is actually go and like i'll hike in. i'll have my headphones in and i'm not listening to any you music just have them in so to... they're just in but it it does allow this sort of silence because uh-huh. it creates this buffer yeah and it is really peaceful Mm-hmm. You know, and then there are some days it's like, okay, sure. I want to listen to my music and like be like, oh yeah, but. What's
0: on your playlist? Oh gosh. God. Oh my
1: God. A little bit of, no, you don't want to know my playlist. It's like Phil Collins. i like. I <laughs> no. love Phil Collins. Uh, everybody loves Phil Collins. Even if they deny it deep down. Absolutely. They love a little Susurio. So, oh my God.
0: <laughs> Can you share some of the significant moments that have shaped you. So, do you have a moment that just kind of stands out in your brain?
1: Mm, gosh. Um, I, gosh, there, I mean, there are a couple moments. I, well, I went through a big breakup two years ago. And I mean, big is, it wasn't like dramatic, it was just big in the sense that we were together for a really long time. Yeah. So, whenever you make that sort of shift, I think that was probably the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, mm-hmm. which is nuts for me to say when I think of everything that I've achieved or done in life. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, getting through a breakup is a monumental thing. It's a, a, Every gear is shifting, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it really made me focus more on my career. Mm-hmm. And it I I had sort of the space to do it and and then because I think it also in that time I did a lot of reflecting on myself I still do a lot of reflecting on myself and uh, to make myself a better person and, and then I think in turn it's allowed my production of my work um, and everything that I do and I commit to whether it is working at the hotel or whether mm-hmm. it's a video that I'm producing or something that I write um, it comes from a different I think it comes actually from a bit of a a deeper level. Whereas maybe before it was a bit more surface. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, oh, hey, I'm there. A little bit more flighty. um, Where now it it comes from this very real place. Mm -hmm. So I think that moment really um, forced me to just really discover who I was as a person. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you just naturally apply that to every area of your life. Yeah. So.
0: I think... You may be giving yourself less credit with the, uh, <laughs> the flighty is okay, not ever not, <laughs> not like, ever the kind of characteristic no, that anyone would describe flighty, you with.
1: But, but you know, it's like people see, oh wow, bubbly blonde, and it's you know, I, I guess um, maybe not flighty would be the right term, but um, I would give more of a superficial sure. side of myself. Not that I was superficial, and even but stereotypical,
0: a, a maybe just kind yeah. of like what people imagine. It would they would experience you to be versus... it was just
1: tackling life from a more surface
0: mm-hmm.
1: um area if that makes sense so whereas like now whenever i i do anything it comes from it comes from my gut and it's like if i'm doing it if i commit to something it's because i care yeah and it's not just because oh i have to do it or, or maybe this seems like the right thing to do it's mm-hmm. like no i'm doing this because i'm committing to doing this so yeah. that gravitas i guess
0: so you you took energy and focused it into other things. What are some of the other things that allowed you to, like, kind of... You said, like, get through it. Do you stop contact with people? Do you... Or do you... Mm. What's the best way for people experiencing the end of friendship or a relationship to kind of...
1: Yeah, that's always so tough. I mean, it's... It, Oh, now I'm giving relationships, <laughs> heavy duty. No, um, you know, as far like, if it's, like, friendships, it's kind of that reducing that contact mm-hmm. as far as, like, making yourself probably less available. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, one could always have a blatant discussion about something if you need to, but sometimes I find that that just creates more drama that sure. nobody needs, and as you said at the beginning... People know the answer deep down, so yeah. it's just kind of giving people that space to find that answer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm all about giving people space to find the answer mm-hmm. because not all the time I don't always need to be the person that delivers the news necessarily all <laughs> sure the time. they can find it within um but then certainly obviously like in in bigger relationships, you might have to stop contact altogether for mm-hmm. a period of time, just for everybody's sake involved sure, but no. Oh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> have you had an I've made it moment?
1: Um, oh my gosh. I I feel like I'm still climbing that I'm still climbing that ladder for sure. Um, I don't know if I've necessarily had like a total like I've made it because I still have a lot of very big goals for myself mm-hmm. um that I have not reached as of yet, but I've definitely had some moments where I'm like Dude, this is pretty cool. <laughs> um, I did get written up in the Hollywood Reporter awesome. when, I, which was incredible. I I basically helped run the social media campaign for Fox Searchlight when they were pushing Grand Budapest Hotel when it was up for a couple awesome. of Oscars. So I kind of wiggled my way in there, and I'm like, "Hey guys, I have access to all these concierges around the world, just like the concierge in your movie. If you want, we can do a social media campaign." Awesome. And they're like. Okay, we're cool. And so I just I wrote a press release, which I've never done in my life. I figured out how to do it and got all these concierge on board. And that was really cool to get everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably it was like 150 concierge, 40 different countries. Wow. Yeah. And then to have the Hollywood Reporter pick that up and talk mm-hmm. about it, that was really cool. Um, I was also featured in American Airlines, their magazine. Cool. Their Insight magazine, so the American way. That was really awesome because... You know, I mean, what do people do when they're on planes? Everybody reads the magazine. Absolutely. So, although I write for a lot of other magazines, not everybody gets to see it, but that magazine, I would get messages every day. I saw you on my flight. I saw you. Oh my gosh, <laughs> wow. that's you. And it, that that was a really cool moment. I'm like, okay, this is awesome. And then that's I'm like, so cool. How can I get a more magazine yeah. like that? Hmm.
0: I think it's neat though because. Well, you definitely get individual attention for that. Like, look at the group of people who rallied to support you in that. And I think that is a testament to the way that you interact with people through the whole process. Like, 150 concierge brought together their information because you were, like, the person that you are. And, like, they all, like, I think that's something to be really aware of and, like... Yeah, really pat yourself on the back for. Like, that's really now cool. Now you're making
1: me embarrassed. do <laughs> <No. laughs> I mean, Tell I, me embarrassed. <laughs> no, I mean, the, the way I see it, it, it's more of like, I just, uh, I get excited about things and I operate and it, I just, I'm genuine. I'm me. And I don't mean that in a, a cheeky way other than the fact that I only know how to be me. Like, you're, mm-hmm. that's what you're going to get. So you're going to get me and that's going to be dorky and that's going to be sometimes polished. That's going to be... Um, really excited about things and mm-hmm. can't hold it back, that's going to be the girl that dances down the street, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, that's, so I think just being that genuine, just being me, um, people are like, oh, okay. It, it creates that level of, of being approachable. Mm-hmm. So, but it's not something I think about.
0: No, (laughs) and that's the beauty. Like you're not thinking about it. You're You're making me think about it now. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, what relationships have you forged in the business or focused on that have been the most rewarding for you?
1: Um, So, I think actually in the past year, after doing School of Greatness, which is where we met, that was a real mind. And attitude shift for me in the sense that I then focused on not necessarily surrounding myself with people in the same industry, Mm -hmm. um, which is great. It's always great to be surrounded by people in your industry, but focus on people that had the same drive and level Mm -hmm. of success and um, ambition in their lives. So it's kind of focusing on that Mm -hmm. and then... It would be cool because everybody has a different background. You know, you're in real estate, and there are other people that, you know, they're authors or mm-hmm. you websites, know, websites, you name it. And it was really that was really important for me because all of a sudden I could look at these other industries, mm-hmm. see what what works, and it would, it allowed me to think outside the box and be like, well, that works for them. How could that apply to my position? Mm-hmm. And I think it helped me grow in a, in a really different way just because I'm thinking about things differently as opposed to just being like, oh, what's the, the same mode of thought that everybody in this position, whether they're wanting to grow their Instagram or whether they're wanting to produce content or whatever, you know, suddenly I was looking at it from an outsider or from different perspectives. You know? mm-hmm. So um, I'm, I think that was really huge for me is to just focus on people that have the same drive Regardless of their career paths, mm. and uh, and then just grow from them.
0: Mm-hmm. What's the best business or life advice that you've ever received?
1: Ooh. Um, okay. Well, certainly the drive and traffic, which I mentioned. Yeah. Because a, that was awesome. very specific, and it was very specific to what we were doing, but that applies to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something that, so I was listening to Lewis's podcast, I think it was earlier this year, and he had somebody on. And so this wasn't personal advice, but I took it really, it just like, it really resonated. And um, his guest on the show said that there are two types of people in this world creators and critics. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you re- remember hearing that, but I remember being like, oh my gosh. That is so true. Mm -hmm. And I would stop and I'd think about all the individuals in my life. And and I would think about those that might be... We all have people that are maybe not so positive that we have to work with Mm -hmm. or interact with. And so those are definitely critics. Mm -hmm. And when I think about it and I look at them and I'm like, they're not creating anything. No, It's like no, no wonder they're critics. And not to say that that can't change, but then I look at the people who I adore the most and mm-hmm. engage with the most and they're all creating something.
0: And probably those are the people that when they do critique your work, you take their word so much more to heart oh, because absolutely. you're like, wow, you're actually... It's constructive. Yeah, it's constructive criticism instead of just like from a negative space. And
1: that- it, and it comes, yeah, it comes from a, such a positive space and um, it, it really is interesting. So that's always been... Um, a mindset of mine that, you know, stop and be like, okay, are, are you a creator or mm-hmm. are you a critic? Yeah, And I'm like, oh, a creator, 100%, yeah. you know?
0: Awesome. Are you a reader? Do you have any books <laughs> that you would like to recommend to our listeners?
1: Um, so, yeah, I I, well, I am a woman on the go. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I go through phases where, it's like I can I can actually sit down and take a moment to read. I'm a huge fan of Malcolm Gladwell, yeah. um, the Tipping Point, Outliers. Uh, I also say you know kind of picking up like whatever book speaks to you at mm-hmm. that time. Um, the School of Greatness was an awesome read, uh, and then and then having that moment and you let that resonate with you and then you go yeah. you know. Um, but that's for, for me. I'm such an active person I like going back to the creator side of things Mm -hmm. like I'm always like let's go 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 like create something do this so um so but when I do have those moments to sit down and read I like something that's meaningful Mm -hmm. that I can take with me and not necessarily not to get lost in you know but I want something I'm like let me learn from this sure so that's how I like to read
0: awesome right now I've read so many like inspirational and positive books over the years. I'm, I'm in a, I i am need, like, a release kind of space. So, like, I always tend to, like, gravitate towards, like, dog books. And so I'm... Wait, hold on. <laughs> well, what do you mean by a dog like, book? Like, so a right, book with just pictures of no, dogs? No, no, no. Like, like <laughs> it's stories about, like, how a dog has influenced and helped in people's lives. So, like, right oh. now it's it's a funny book. Um, it's um, It's called sit, stay, heal, but it's A-G-A-L. And so it's uh, it's about how a black Labrador had kind of helped mend a family that was experiencing loss after a, a family. So it's like, I kind of go the other direction and I'll almost pull like, I need a release space. And so I'll, okay, and, and I love animals. So no, I, <laughs> I love animals
1: too. And I feel like this is like a light bulb moment for me. I had yeah. no idea that there were Books out there about oh my gosh,
0: there there there's so many good books like Marley and Me, and like, so I will share my my library of amazing dog books. But
1: it makes sense, and then
0: my friends make fun of me because I'll be sitting there sobbing because it's like about a dog. So I'm like,
1: (laughs) I can't even watch those like 30 second videos on Facebook where they like pick up a dog and they like yep.
0: you know <laughs> even when they're happy it's just like oh dogs <laughs> so they
1: just like dogs yep. <laughs>
0: <Aww>. <laughs> who've been your most influential mentors
1: um hmm. uh i my mom but for sure she she's mom. yeah <laughs> she's awesome she and it's interesting she and i are very different mm-hmm. so and I think that that's why it's even more powerful because, mm-hmm. um, yes, there, there are elements of ourselves that are like, we look alike, we sound alike, we laugh at the same things. <laughs> but, um, you know, the way that she goes about life, she's a true artist. Mm-hmm. So um, she has a hard time maybe staying focused and on things. And so she, she just has that artist artist creativity flowing through her, where although I have an artistic side... I definitely have a very focused and driven side mm-hmm. as well, too. So, and I think that she really instilled a lot of those goals in me and, and um, really ta- sort of taught me to be self-reliant from mm-hmm. a very young age. Uh, and so I give her that credit. And then I also have to say uh, a little shout-out to he, what started as my acting coach, mm-hmm. um, Lyle Knauss. He's a, he's a working actor. But now we have a relationship that's far more, I mean, he's, he's family. He and his wife are, are like family to me. Awesome. Um, I say to most people, they're like my aunt and uncle. Um, we like to say that I'm his son <laughs> <laughs> because I have guy humor. <laughs> so now that I've revealed that to the public, there you go. But um, they've really kind of taken me under their wing and shown me, they've had so many successes in their careers Mm -hmm. and to see what they've done. And
0: she, she's also, also? yeah,
1: exactly. And voiceover actress. And, um, you know, they've, they're incredibly inspiring and knowledgeable and not only in their field, but in other fields as well too. Mm -hmm. So any moment that I have with them, I just soak it up like a sponge, you know, and, and see what I can apply. and, um, and they get me excited about things and, and, so hugely influential in my life
0: cool what excites you and drives you every day
1: oh gosh um it's the chance to create it, I, I know this is the like, creating seems to be the theme but you know when i get up and i'm like i have the opportunity to kind of create whatever i want for ask a concierge um and I get excited about that mm-hmm. maybe maybe if I'm in a goofy mood it might be something that it's a little like I'm doing a dance video but maybe it's something a little bit more serious or mm-hmm. um, so my passion for discovering the city and then to be able to translate that to um, whether it's my followers or just other people that gets me going every day like that chance to discover something new and I th- I actually was thinking about this the other night I went out and I got to a new restaurant and I would done a new workout that day mm-hmm. and I'm like, wow, this is life. Like I'm just taking on new experiences and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I did a new workout class and I wasn't really good at it cause I didn't know what I was doing, but you know, I wasn't judging. Well, it doesn't I just...
0: matter cause nobody was looking at you anyway. So <laughs>
1: <That> <laughs> they, were, too.
0: they were probably all experiencing the <laughs> yeah, same thing. Totally,
1: totally. <laughs> so I mean it's, it, so it's just finding those new experiences, um, and being able to share them because then you just grow and you learn from that and every day is a new day to just learn something new. Mm-hmm. I'm just constantly curious.
0: Cool. Always be curious.
1: Always be curious.
0: So do you have any any kind of just must have or must visit places that you that you would kind of
1: in LA, yeah,
0: in LA. That you. What are, Ooh, what's on your list?
1: What's on my list? I'm a huge fan of the Venice canals. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't realize that they're there, and that mm-hmm. it's re- it's a really special place. So mm-hmm. that's that's definitely a must see. Um, I'm also a fan of there's that new observation deck downtown, mm-hmm. Skyspace LA. I love that because. L.A. was never a city that was built up. It was built out. Yeah. And to have a tall building, to be able to see it from above, uh, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Plus, they have that glass slide. Very and fun. I'm all about people. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're scared of heights? Go down this glass slide. <laughs> um, so that's a really special, special place. Um, and then, oh, well, now I don't know if I should share this, but I will. Um, I have a really favorite park called Waddles Park. Mm-hmm. And it's just um just west of Runyon mm-hmm. of Runyon Canyon, and it's this little dog park, and there's a there's a little like ho- house there as well too, and a little garden, but um there's this really beautiful like grassy area with these beautiful palm trees um and it's never overly crowded, mm-hmm. and it's just one of those perfect places that, if you do want to go read a book outside, awesome it's a great place to do that. Uh, There are people around, but it's not overly crowded, and so don't come and find me. No kidding. (laughs) I'll have my headphones in. Okay. Noted. (laughs) Noted. Noted.
0: (laughs) Imagine your burning desire. What is your dream for your life?
1: Oh. You, you want to hear all that? I do.
0: That's what this is all <laughs> oh about. Oh, my
1: God. This
0: is my favorite topic.
1: This is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my desire is to create, is to really create this travel brand mm-hmm. um, and to have many aspects of of the brand Um that are, And really kind of affect a lot of people. So, yes, I say the, the surface element is that it's a brand. It's a travel brand. But the deeper element is to be able to inspire people mm-hmm. um, and encourage them to travel, to think outside their box, to educate themselves, um, because I really feel like travel is the, the greatest educa- educator there is. Um, so, you know, the it really is just kind of inspiring people to just grow themselves. Mm. I feel like that might have been nebulous. But um, yeah, and it, it really is like through, through the world and realm of travel mm-hmm. that everybody can kind of do this and engage in the world and, and bring a little piece of wherever they've been back home with them.
0: Mm-hmm. So, What's one action step? that someone listening to this show could take today to bring themselves closer to achieving their burning desire?
1: Focus on what you can control. Mm -hmm. Um, In the sense that, not to be a control freak, but in the sense that there's so much that we can't control in life. Mm -hmm. We can't control other people. We can't control whether we're going to get that job promotion. We can't control whether it's going to rain, you know, Mm -hmm. but if you figure out what you can control and what you can, fo- you, you can change, you can do that starting today. Yeah. Um. You know, for me, case in point, at at the end of last year, I was kind of in a weird place. I'm like, what am I going to do with Ask a Concierge? You know, I have a couple things in the works that I just have to kind of sit and wait to hear mm-hmm. feedback on. And I'm like, well, I could sit and wait or... Or keep doing it. I can <laughs> make videos and put them out every week. So I decided to to make these videos, and I started with two a week, and now we're up to three. Wow. But um, when I think back, and it's, it just shifted my mindset mm-hmm. that it's like, oh, I'm not, you know, if I'm waiting to hear back or waiting for feedback on something, I'm not sitting there idly doing it. I'm yeah. actively creating something, and then, and that also goes back to always be creating and making yourself relevant. Mm-hmm. So, but that starts with focusing on what you can control. Mm-hmm.
0: Have you ever had any difficulty with, with focusing or?
1: Mm, oh gosh. <laughs> I'm over. Yeah, actually, yes, I, I would say um, my, I'm interested in so many things. Mm-hmm. So I always, I, and I've always been this way, even since I was a teenager, I've always had a, my fingers in a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was in like, six clubs after school wow. and high school something obscene um so be, i guess because i find life and different elements of life so exciting that yeah i do have moments where i am okay i think i'm a little bit over committed mm-hmm. and so that's when i you know take a moment to be like okay let me say i need to step back from this even though i do enjoy it mm-hmm. you know always checking into to figure out okay how can I pare down what is on my plate so I can focus more on what really matters yeah so um, yeah but it, I think that's a constant process with life is that you you get distracted yeah and then you refocus
0: cool what's your vision for our
1: world hmm ah oh, that's that's a big one um I think my vision for the world is creating a place where there's understanding and compassion. Um, and I think that all comes down to education. Uh, in general, I, I just feel the more people are exposed to knowledge and can, are able to think on their own, and that can be through the classroom, that can be through travel, just being exposed to new experiences, local, international, whatever it is. So I think that those elements all contribute to education, and education just in in turn affects people. They have more understanding and they have more compassion. Mm-hmm. So that's important to me.
0: Mm. Is there anything that we didn't touch on that you wanted to share with people today?
1: Hmm... Um <laughs> uh, I think I, I th- one my my thing says is, is to not be so hard on yourself. Um which is interesting that I say because I'm very hard on myself. <laughs> so maybe I'm saying this more for myself, but you guys can listen. Uh but you know, we all have goals for ourselves but but there is you have to be realistic. Mm-hmm. There's life mm-hmm. and you have to take moment t- take a moment to have Life and have that balance. So you can't be work all the time. No. You have to have room for a relationship or a family, mm-hmm. and I think that that just makes you a better individual and makes you stronger. So even though you know we might be all ambitious and want to be, oh, I want to do this. I want to take over the world. Arr. It's like, yeah, you could do that, but but pause and have that moment to have. Um, special times with those that, um, are important to you. Mm -hmm. So
0: everything in balance, everything
1: (laughs) in moderation and balance. Yes.
0: Cool. Well, I want to thank you for coming to spend some time talking and sharing your insights and, and really for what you create and acknowledge you for just the cool things that you put out into the world and the amazing person that you make everyone see who you really are because like i really i just love getting to spend time with you and you're Likewise. one of my most favorite people so, oh i love you. spending
1: time with you and and um i have to say this was pretty interesting for me because we definitely got real mm-hmm. um so thank you for giving me the chance to share some stuff that i don't normally share with mm-hmm. with people i'm very particular with what, with what i share online so um this was good. Cool. This was
0: good, thank awesome. you. Thank you. <laughs> How great is Sarah? Every time I spend time with her, I'm inspired by her warmth and wonderful spirit. She's someone who really puts good out into the world. I found her quote about driving and traffic especially valuable over the past couple of months. I don't know what it is about winter, Maybe it's the colder weather and the shorter days, but I usually feel really blue around this time of the year. This quote was especially valuable to me because it helped me to realize that sometimes I need to fuel myself and it's okay to go a bit slower when I have to. I'm pretty amped up about finally having a studio to record in and I'm thrilled to tell you that we are going to be consistently bringing you great episodes again. We've got some stellar guests lined up in the coming months. I promise to have a new episode out on the third Friday of every month from now on, perhaps even more frequently. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to these episodes. I know that life is busy, and we just seem to be getting busier and busier. I promise to continue to bring you people that I think you'll be able to learn from, And who will help you to live a better life? I'm passionate about producing the best show that we can make. So stay tuned and keep an eye out for more great guests coming soon. Until next time, shifters, keep it real.